Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. Uh, welcome back to my live podcast talk. Uh, I'm Edmund Mark. This podcast talk is all about your leadership mindset and your business journey. Especially right now under this pandemic and economic challenge, the right mindset and great leadership will help us to come out of this challenging time. So today with me, my guest today is Charles. Charles is a um, director of AA Accountant and a property investor and also um, he wrote a book, Investor Cards Guide, Build Your Wealth with Tax Cards Save Wise Saving. Uh, welcome, uh, Shaz, to my podcast. How are you today? I'm very good, thank you, Eddie. How are you, my friend? I'm good, I'm good. I'm always good, always uh, learning, always reaching out to good. Uh, someone who's willing to share ideas like yourself. So, before we start um, into um, our uh, conversation today about tax and property, can you just give me a little bit of background about yourself? Okay, so uh, I mean, it depends how long you how long you've got, but I'll keep it brief. Uh, and I assume you're talking more about the world of business. Uh, so I've, I've got an, an accountancy practice where we predominantly uh, work with business owners and obviously property investors. I'm also a property investor myself, and we might go into that a little bit depending on uh, what your listeners and viewers are interested in. And I'll talk about some of the developments I'm working on. I also have a children's day nursery. I've got a coaching and consulting business and I've got a credit hire business. So I've got five different businesses, uh, all in different sectors and fields, uh, which keeps me extremely busy. But the, the main core business is the accountancy business uh, that I've been running for now for the last 17 years. Okay, wow, you are a busy man with a massive portfolio. So my second question is, um what made um, what made you uh, or what was the impact that made you move into property field? So the, so the question is how did I get into property? Yes. Yeah, that's a, a very good question. Uh, property is something that which I've kind of always been interested in. Uh, and then as I saw my clients make, become successful in business, uh, some of them ventured into the world of property and uh, that kind of piqued my interest and then I bought a property back in 2004 and sold it in 2005 uh, and it was with a business partner and we made I think about 25 odd thousand pounds in profit uh, or gain uh, which was really good uh, so th that got me interested in property uh, and since then uh, I've uh, always had a keen interest. It's not always worked out too well for me. Uh, some of the deals haven't worked out incredibly well and as a direct result I then kind of stopped investing in property but then I, I kind of made a comeback in 2013-14 uh, and uh, since then I've been doing some, some decent sized uh, 
investments. What I love about property is you get to meet a lot of people. Every deal is different. Uh, there are so many different strategies within property that you can implement. You've got the flexibility. You can have a, have a, create a good lifestyle business or you can create a serious business uh, with developments and service accommodation or commercial conversions. So it gives you a whole range of flexibility and you can do it on your own by obviously subcontracting everything uh, to third parties or you can build your own team. So the flexibility that you have here uh, in running a property business is phenomenal uh, and that's what I like about it the most. So, um, before we go into your property, let's your main and main business, which is the uh, AA Accountant. So you are the director of AA Accountant. Um, I'm interested to know how you became the top leading figure in the company that is helping uh, many companies to save million around every year. So how, how did we save people money or how did I end up in an accountancy practice already? Yes, how did you, you end up in the accountants? How you became the top leader there? That, uh, I guess, uh, happened uh, partly through chance and partly, partly through design. Uh, we started this business uh, as, as a partnership uh, and then uh, with, after about seven years of being in business, back in 2009-2010, I brought out my business partner. And at that time, uh, I realized that uh, the, the direction I wanted to take was twofold. One was uh, to offer clients an added value service where we, don't, we aren't just seen as number crunchers, where clients come in, bring in their uh, records, and we tell them, here's your uh, accounts, here's your tax bill, and by the way, here's our invoice for the work we've done. Uh, that was not only kind of boring, it's important work, but kind of boring to some extent, uh, and it wasn't uh, in enjoyable in terms of job satisfaction. <coughs> Excuse me, job satisfaction. So that's when we started uh, thinking about how we can add value to our clients. Uh, and we started doing things very differently uh, in terms of help, helping clients with coaching, consulting, wealth planning, tax minimization, obviously within legal parameters. Uh, and with that then, I also realized that in order to get the message out, you've got to become a thought leader. So you can see two of the three of the books behind me here. So writing books, uh, speaking at events, other people's events, we started running our own seminars, so speaking at my own events, uh, blogging, doing guest interviews, all of those things that you would expect an expert to do to really share the message with more people so that more business owners, more entrepreneurs who are either struggling or looking to become more successful have access to information which enables them to take those next steps to achieve their goals. Yes, so well, uh, that's a good explanation. So I can see that uh, you, your raising was about the value you add to the company and the value you add to the, to the customer, um, which is good because it gave us, for example, myself, a stunning business and the men of all, and knew that if you want to raise, first thing you need to know is add value. What value, value add? Once you add value, then there's a place for you. Yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, in business, to be successful, 
you've got to obviously differentiate uh, and at the same time you then have to add value because if, if you think about it Eddie somebody who's working with you if I want them to work with me I've got to give them a reason to leave you to come to me uh, and the obvious one of course to people is okay let's ch charge less than somebody else but charging less is okay but you've got a number of problems the first one is if you're charging less you're not going to make as much profit or as much margin therefore you might not survive in business as long as you could do if you had good margins and if you're cheap of course then paying your team members staff members uh, is going to be difficult in terms of uh, getting good quality uh, staff and team members alongside that your ability to spend in marketing to grow your business will be reduced uh, but the worst thing is if you've attracted somebody to sign up with you uh, based simply on price then what that means is if they find somebody else cheaper they'll go and use them so therefore it's important to add value and give more to the customer client tenant patient call them what you like so and when you add value not only do people appreciate the relationship and the benefits that they get but they're more likely to obviously stay with you longer pay you more money and of course refer more business to you so there's a whole host of reasons uh, for every business owner to think of how can I add more value to my customers so that they get out what they want and some and some more mm -hmm. yeah so just before we continue I had, I had someone watching and text me saying there's a background noise coming I'm not sure. I've, I've got my laptop on charge. So I'll take it off charge, and I'm hoping that might reduce the background noise. That should be better because sometimes when I have my laptop on charge, uh, it causes a, a bit of transmission noise. So hopefully that should do the job. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so um, thanks for the explanation and uh, from, from adding value, you're also adding value because you have five successful business, your main successful business, which add value in different areas. Because most of us, or most of the investors I know, they only invest in one area, but uh, you have investment in five areas. And uh, one thing I found uh, fantastic about your investment is that you are from tax, work, property, and uh, you have a children day nursery. So, can you tell me a little bit, a little bit more about your business strategy to, to work with all these businesses? Yeah, so I mean, generally speaking, Adib, most people who go into business end up having just one business be it accountancy be it a dentist be it a, let's say a corner shop a restaurant retail whatever it may be okay uh, and generally speaking relying on having one source of income is dangerous you can see right now with covid 19 and the, and the virus uh, how many different businesses are affected uh, there's a small amount of businesses who are doing well the majority aren't doing doing too well but if you end up being in a particular business uh, which may be more prone uh, to uh, not doing well in, in a certain economic cycle, then you have a major problem. Uh, so if, let, let's say, 
I'm in property and I only ever do property, when there's an economic downturn, from my point of view, that will pose and cause many challenges. And obviously being just in one business, if that business goes wrong, you're going to go bust. Okay, you're going to have to close it down. Then you're going to have to restart again. That's one side of it. The other side uh, is that uh, if you want to be successful, uh, then having one source of income on its own isn't going to be, enable you to be successful in the wider sense. I mean, it depends what success means to people and different people have a different definition. But if success, for example, means to have more income, if it means to have a bigger house or a bigger car or afford big, uh, uh, have more holidays or send your children to private school or anything related to having more income, uh, then the more, the, the more different revenue streams that you have, okay, the more likely it is that you'll be able to generate more income. So that's an, another part of you know, being truly wealthy if wealth is what people are looking for. Uh, but just to finish on the first point I made, Eddie, if, if anybody relies on one of anything, you have a problem. If you rely on one employee, you have a problem if they leave. If you, if you rely on one supplier who supplies you goods that you sell on and that supplier goes bad or they increase their prices or they go bust, you have a problem. If you have one major customer uh, who you rely on and they then decide to go elsewhere for some reason, you have a major problem. The same thing is with revenue stream. If you only have one revenue stream, if that goes wrong for whatever reason of things which are outside your control, you are going to have a problem. And that's why I'm a big fan of creating multiple streams of income. And as you've seen, I've got five, five different businesses uh, which are all in very different sectors. Uh, and uh, it's, it, it's a good challenge. It's a, uh, an interesting challenge. And it's something which I enjoy very much because it enables me to share things with my clients. Because what I find is Clients are more willing to work with me because they see I've got a diverse set of skills uh, in business and I can share that knowledge, experience and expertise with them which perhaps most other accountants can't because they're only working as an accountant whereas I'm working as a business owner who also happens to be a good accountant. Mm -hmm. That's how your explanation is very um, hard to put this down. Uh, it is the explanation that every business owner or everyone starting in business must take in uh, consideration because um, what is telling me, what I see out here, and from my mentor, and I always tell me the only way to master your wealth is to diversify your investment. So you are someone who is in the making diversifying uh, investment. But um, is it not? How to uh, investment uh, if you don't have a good team around you? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's, it, it's hard to run any business, uh, Eddie, unless it, it's a business which relies just on you. And if it just relies on you, then in my books, it's not a business, it's just a, a source of income. If you are the only person in the business, then you're just. Uh, then you're just an, a, an employee of that particular business. You just happen to be the employee and the boss at the same time. Uh, that's my de definition anyway. Different people will have different definitions. But once you're looking to grow and you have more, uh, more team members, then even if you just have one business, 
it's important that to have a good team because I can assure you most of the things that we've I've achieved in my business here I've only been able to achieve because of having a good team around me you see I can only be good at so many things if I think I'm going to be good at selling and marketing and operations and HR and uh, finance it's not possible so you've got to surround yourself with people who are good at things you're not good at and you've also got to be able to surround yourself with people who you can delegate tasks to tasks which you either don't want to do or you're not good at doing so once you've done that and you create a good team around you that team can then help you grow and leverage your existing business into different businesses and of course if you're going into a new business and your team don't have the skills or the expertise then, then the best thing to do of it is hire a manager who has experience in that particular field and they can hit, assist and support you so I did exactly that I knew nothing about children's day nurseries I'd never worked in one uh, I wasn't remotely interested in one until I, oh, I wanted to open one uh, and then we employed a children's day nursery manager who knew the business really well she had best part of 30 years of experience uh, and so she was able to manage the operation side whereas while I was able to manage the marketing side and that worked in incredibly well so it's of the utmost importance that you have a very good team around you because if you don't then it's going to be very very difficult to become successful in a business and I have to add for to what you just said, and I think it's not just business, everything we do in life, if we don't have a good or people with the same idea around us, uh, it's, it's going to be hard to, to survive. I just met a couple, I was talking to them, when they have a small issue in between them, and um, talking to them, I found it was easier to, to identify why they were having the issue, because one wants to go to south and another wants to go to north. And like both of them, they want to run together, but they, each one of them want to take their own direction. So I was telling them, okay, yes, you guys can move together, but the only way to move there is if all of you have the same mindset, or at least one of you are willing to sacrifice your own decision and join together. So I think the same thing with you what you said. How many team around you, people who's willing to stick with you, people willing to, to do everything to support you, we help both of you grow. And um, one thing, um, one of the questions someone, because when I said, when I said a friend, I'm, 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 I'm going to talk to you, and uh, they did some Google about, about you, and uh, they came up with this question, I didn't even know about that. They said, you do a program, you host a program um, called Empower Hour. And they text again, remember to ask them my question. So if better ask this question before I forget them. So we move back to the problem to, to our normal conversation about business and um, and um, tax. So what is our or empower hour? Okay, so empower hour is basically uh, Eddie a radio show uh, that I started a number of years ago. Uh, and it was where we we used to interview people mainly business owners entrepreneurs in the world of property and elsewhere uh, all around the world by the way uh, and we used to spend an hour with them just like I am doing with you now asking them questions on their 
uh, field of expertise. So it could be anywhere from sales, marketing, time management, personal management, uh, health, fitness, uh, all sorts of things. Uh, and that show uh, was called Empower Hour. So it was a, it was a, a radio show, which I then s subsequently passed on to somebody else. And it, that radio show is still going, it's still running. Uh, and the chap who's running it now uh, is doing a much better job than we used to do when I used to host it. So it's okay if I call you man of men skill because from the property, from the tax, now you have a writing. So that's that's fantastic. That means that in every corner we put you in, we can survive. I think it's just having that kind of attitude, isn't it? Yeah, where you're not afraid to try new things, not afraid to try different things, uh, and at the same time, not afraid to get things wrong and also ask other people how to do things and how to improve. Uh, so uh, I wouldn't say I'm good in every single situation, no. What I would say is uh, I'm good at finding an answer or a solution to a problem uh, which, I, which I may not have a solution to, but I can go and speak to somebody uh, and I've got a good network and contacts around me who can help and support me to find my way around things, around problems, around challenges, uh, and that works well. Uh, so I'm not good at everything, but I usually do know somebody who is, and they're able to guide me and support me. Okay, so according to Charles, uh, the secret for success in anything is having a good team around you. So if you just join us, uh, we are talking about um, property business, uh, tax, and uh, the, main, the main program is all about um, how great leaders are dealing with this uh, pandemic, mm -hmm. and how uh, we can learn from a uh, great leader mind, mindset and, uh, and inspire ourselves from their business journey. So now shifting to, the, to this pandemic, uh, many businesses are struggling to survive, under this COVID shutdown. So you have an address of 3,000 business plus consultation. And I'm sure you have more than a million customers. So what's your advice for business and organization to adapt to this current market challenge? Yeah, I think the f first thing uh, is that they've got to, right now, protect their cash. Uh, and it's, uh, for a long time, uh, when I've been speaking and even writing blogs and articles, I've, I've said to businesses that ideally you want to have six months of cash in reserve. Uh, and as you can imagine, Eddie, uh, when I'm speaking to small business owners uh, in a, a room full of, let's say, 300 business owners, saying you've got to have six, six months worth of cash in reserves, most of them stand up and, and laugh at me. Uh, because because they say uh, you know six months uh, is too much. Uh, some used to say why would we ever need six months cash, and others would say well we spend it too quickly, and other others would say well I've got six weeks, six weeks is enough. But today we can see six months might not be enough. Uh, so it, it's about saying protect your cash position. If you're paying out costs, obviously cut those costs, reduce those costs. Uh, and that is the first and most important thing. The second thing is, think about how can you reinvent your business right now. This is a great opportunity to say, how can we do things differently? So to give you an example, 
some of the people that, that obviously I, I work with and around uh, who are coaches, trainers, consultants, they're doing a lot of work online now, be it through Zoom, Skype, Microsoft Teams, uh, or other such, such, such platforms. Uh, so, the, so that remote working, remote coaching, consulting is working incredibly well. Right now, a lot of people I've spoken to, Eddie, are saying, I used to have an office where we had 15, 20 team members, for example, and the office overhead was like 20,000 pounds a month. So it's costing us the best part of a quarter of a million pounds a year just to be in office. In the last six or seven weeks, everybody's working from home. Not only are they, are they enjoying working from home, they are more productive, they're more flexible, they're able to spend more time with their families. So we're now thinking, why do we need an office? And that's a saving of 20,000 pounds per month if they carry on working from home. So in this uh, pandemic, there are lots of opportunities for people to think differently, to reinvent their business and to find solutions uh, which they hadn't thought of before. And once this is all over, what you'll see is uh, a lot of businesses will either do things differently or some who don't do things differently, unfortunately, unfortunately won't survive. Uh, so it, it's a good opportunity to, to find uh, a way to reinvent what you're doing at the moment. So basically what you're saying is that have this um, um, mindset of being flexible. Because um, I just, uh, another friend just texted me and they were saying, so the question is the best idea is having this kind of like flexible mindset, flexible business uh, style, because uh, we see Nokia. Nokia was one of the biggest companies in, in telecommunication. But uh, according to my friend who just texted me, they did not adapt to the change quickly. So somehow they end up close to die or they still struggling to survive. And uh, is this something that you consider as a way to come out of having this kind of like flexible business style? Yeah, you see, I mean, you see that often. There's so many different examples. Uh, you had Blackberry, uh, who were the leading innovators to some extent of smartphones and then they didn't move fast enough and then obviously Apple and then uh, Samsung took over and most people now perhaps haven't heard of Blackberry. You saw the same if you go back 10-12 years, 15 years, you had Blockbuster, so people used to walk into a shop to hire okay, video uh, or in the old days video cassettes and then DVDs to hire movies and watch them. Blockbuster weren't able to move or adapt quickly enough, Netflix came in Blockbusters are a thing of the past. Yeah, uh, the example that you gave, obviously, and then you had Kodak. Kodak actually invented the digital camera, but then didn't move fast enough and others came into the space and Kodak was a thing of the past. You've, you've seen that a lot uh, recently in the last three or four years where businesses uh, have not adapted by going online and therefore others have come in, gone online and those businesses have gone bust. So uh, House of Fraser was one of those casualties to some extent. Recently you've had Toys R Us uh, who've gone bust. So being flexible and being able to adapt and innovate and change based on customer needs and demands is incredibly important. And those who aren't able to do that are not only going to lose their competitive advantage, okay, 
they are likely, depending on how aggressive their competition is, they're likely to hemorrhage their profits, hemorrhage their cash, and with the examples I've, I've shared with you, amongst many other examples, they're probably going to uh, go bust. So, to, to, again, adapting is linked with reinventing. How can we do things better? How can we do things more efficiently? How can we do things which favor, benefit, add more value to the client customer? So according to Strauss, uh, if you watch our, if you watch now a uh, live talk interview, if you cannot get anything from this, only get one thing, adapt in the reinvent. Because right now, if you don't embrace that flexibility, you might die as a business. So most of all, next question is that uh, for many of your business, one you just said you have a day, a student day nursery. And uh, as we can see, um, from my side, what I see, most of them are closed because of the no one is because of the lockdown. No, no, no kids is going to today nothing. So, how is this pandemic affecting over all your business? It's challenging and it's it's difficult, uh, just like it is for most other businesses because obviously people can't get out, people can't mix, can't people can't socialize. Uh, so it, it, it's affecting most of the businesses a lot uh, where we've had to kind of change the way that we do things. We've had to go apply for the coronavirus business interruption loan, also the bounce, bounce back loan if we weren't able to get the coronavirus loan. Uh, and it, it's just about seeing us through this particular period uh, in a way that where, where when we come out of it, our business will look very different uh, and won't uh, and it will hopefully uh, be in a place where if a, a virus of a similar nature strikes again then we can very quickly change our business model and do things differently but at, in saying that uh, my accountancy practice ID has been extremely busy uh, because people obviously, obviously have had questions about different government grants uh, and the uh, different uh, business loans. So we've been incredibly busy trying to help and support them through that particular period. In fact, uh, it's no uh, word of a lie uh, to say that in the last six weeks, Eddie, I've been more busier than I have in, at any other period in my life. Taking questions, helping people, supporting people, answering emails, taking phone calls, uh, and I've done a whole lot of interviews like this for different people, run webinars as well, just kind of getting out information to people to try and help as many people as we can. So, um, so for your company, in one side, your company is doing well, in another side is having some challenge for that the new market, which is, which is another, which another good point of having a different, uh, different um, type of, of income, because if only one business. Then, if the business go down, you could be struggling. Now, moving to moving to another uh, moving to another question. And um, talking about um, having a loan from the bank, a COVID a loan to help your to help your business. And um, the government just announced about three hundred billion to help to save our economy. You think even inject that amount of cash will help us stop the? 
I doubt it. I don't think it's going to uh, stop the possible uh, recession. What, it, what they are obviously trying to do is minimize the impact. Uh, and uh, hence why they've obviously offered the loans, they've had the job retention scheme, which is better known as the furlough scheme. They've had, had the uh, self-employed uh, income support scheme. So all of those things uh, have been there to support businesses through this difficult period. Are we going to have a recession? Highly likely we're going to have a recession. The question is, how long is it going to last? And I think it's not going to last that long because I think, I think we will see a bounce back in the economy because people will kind of get, get back together again uh, and start uh, supporting the economy. Shoppers will get out there, consumers will get out there, hopefully to start spending more money. So we'll see a recession, but I think the recovery will be a lot quicker than what most people think. So because it will be quicker than what I believe to be in 2008, according to your explanation, and moving to the end, uh, is this a good time to start into property business or any business? Brilliant time. Superb time. Uh, so those who are property investors uh, should now be on the lookout for really good deals because there will be good deals out there. Property prices have come down and may come down a bit more, uh, but people are still selling. So it, it's a good opportunity to, for them to buy and also, also diversify their particular strategy. Those who aren't into, into property, this is a wonderful time to get into property uh, and, and to find some really good deals, uh, depending on again the, the type of strategy that they're looking to implement. Uh, so yes, a really good time to be in the world of property. Mm -hmm. So and, uh, this is my last question. And, um if someone wants to start into any business but they fear of losing money or making mistakes, what is your advice for them? My advice to them will be based on my own experience, Eddie, is uh, I've made hundreds of mistakes, hundreds of mistakes, and I've read loads of books, autobiographies, I've interviewed lots of people both in my, my uh, radio show in Power Hour. Before that, I used to have a, a newsletter where I used to interview people. I go out and, uh, and speak a lot. And I can tell you that those people who make mistakes and who make a lot of mistakes and learn quickly from those mistakes, don't repeat the same mistakes again, uh, are, are the ones who become successful. I, I think it was Tom Watson, the founder of IBM, who said, if you want to succeed, double your failure rate. So I think as uh, business owners, as entrepreneurs, we shouldn't be afraid of trying things, even if we fail, fail, fail fast, learn from it, pick yourself up and then try again, try again, try again. Uh, and even if you meet somebody who's been in business for 60 years or right now 50, 60 years and you ask them, Eddie, do they make mistakes? I am certain they'll say to you they're making mistakes on a regular basis, if not a daily basis. The the challenge is, once we've made the mistake, is uh, say, how do we now deal with it? How do we rectify it? How do we limit the, the, the damage caused? So whenever, whenever you do anything, I think it's important to sit down and consider the upside. So what are the upsides of what I'm about to do? But what are also the downsides? I think most business owners, or some business owners, don't always look at all the downsides. They're so excited by a new idea, this new, new shiny thing that's happening, okay? And then they start 
imagining, thinking, pretending that if this, this is going to kick off, this is the best idea that they've ever had, this is the one that's going to help them make millions. But they forget to look at the, all the negatives, all the downsides, uh, and because they've not uh, encountered them or not thought about them or not accounted for them, uh, they go in sometimes blind, and then when things go wrong, they're not prepared. So in business, it's uh, vitally important that people, you are prepared and you've thought through all the different possible scenarios. That, that is extremely vital. Yeah? Yeah. So all I get from you right now in our interview is that don't just go through it, learn through it. So if you, if you are done, maybe take time to read. Instead of crying, instead of going down negativity, take time to read. So um, it was great talking to you. I believe most of our viewers, they learn something today. I learned something, I always learn something new, and especially reading from your book and, um, and uh, look and listening to your, to your interview and um, looking into your journey. It's a great, uh, for me, it's a great experience, so I can learn from it. And uh, I believe for anyone who wants to have a more um, advice or more help with the tax, they can contact you. So I will leave the link and uh, the link and the website in the, the video uh, description. So I don't know if you want to add. Yeah, absolutely. So so we've, we've got two different types of clients, like I said earlier. One are general business owners. They can go onto the website www.aa- which is the dash accountants.co.uk those who are property investors uh, should visit our website called entrustpropertytax.co.uk above, above and beyond that uh, I have a YouTube channel they can find me on that uh, it's called the profits visit uh, if they are property investors and they're on Facebook if they type in entrust property tax we've got uh, a uh, group uh, Facebook group dedicated to property tax and property investing for property investors so they can they are more than happy and welcome to join that uh, and they can call my office on 01733 and we'll be more than happy to help and support them Eddie. Mm -hmm. okay yes well thanks for your time thanks for all the information we will be adding all the information to the video if you need any help to reach out to trust is more than happy to help you Thanks for today. We look forward to have you in our program to share more advice. I look forward to it. Thank you very much for having me, Eddie. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.